Hey, and welcome to the Claysol Podcast. This is Christian. I'm so glad you're here. We have had quite the fun (laughs) in the last few episodes. It's been a wild ride, and I've been enjoying the ride. Um, Sharing, I guess, what constitutes as hot takes. (laughs) But anyway, it's been good. It's exciting to have this podcast and have this community and i just want to say thank you thank you so much for subscribing for leaving an honest review and for commenting commenting on youtube commenting on spotify answering the poll everything thank you so much don't forget to do that if you haven't done that yet (laughs) so glad you're here so one sec i got cough So I was sick not that long ago and I still am struggling a little bit with my voice and like getting it fully back. So just a heads up, I might like need to take some, some breaths, <laughs> some breaks and, and take care of that. Um, but I want to dive right into this topic of living other people's dreams and living for other people's aspirations. Um, I'm, of course, going to share stories, as I always do, Um, but just covering this perspective, this thought, this situation that I think a lot of us struggle with, especially people pleasers, and this podcast is definitely home to a lot of people pleasers. It's home to a lot of people that neglect themselves and neglect to prioritize themselves, so this will probably resonate with you. For one, I just want to say, like, if you have lived for someone else's dreams, if you've pursued someone else's dreams, or you've simply just pursued something because other people made it seem like it was the best choice, the best idea, that's common. That's that's not something that is unusual. You're not dumb. You're not ignorant. Like, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel ashamed. I think it's very, very common. I mean, especially like if you look at family members and how much they care about us, because they do truly care about us when they want us to find something stable. They want us to find something good. But at the end of the day, if it's their idea more than it's yours and you're not inspired and activated to actually pursue that that job and that dream, it's not going to work very well, is it? <laughs> it's not going to work very well at all. Um and, and it's easy to fall into that trap. I definitely fell into that trap growing up. I have always been a very productive person, a very like worker, busy bee type of person. It's in like my DNA, my personality, all those things. And so it, it wasn't uncommon for me to be doing something. Like when I was very, very young. I had my own little business as a pet sitter, despite the fact that I'm allergic to animal fur. (laughs) I had a debit card and a bank account in the fifth grade. Like I, I legit like was on it. You know what I mean? And I was making a decent amount of money. So of course I had to put it somewhere. (laughs) That's why I had a bank account. But that's just to illustrate like I've always been a worker. From there, I, I I always had something going on that I was selling or, you know, garage sales or flipping things and different things. Like back then, it wasn't called flipping things. It was just like you find something and you sell it. You know what I mean? 
and then getting a job early. I technically had a job at 15. (laughs) And then just from there, I've just always worked. Just always, 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 I've always worked. And I've always been entrepreneurial, literally since day one. Um, But when it comes to career, when it comes to pursuing a actual occupation and a dream, like that's where I fucked up a lot because I did rely on what I perceived to be what other people wanted. Um, When I was a kid, when I was really young and people would ask me like, what do you want to do with your life? I would tell them, (laughs) I would tell them this laundry list of things and it would go like this. I would say, I want to be a writer, an actor, a singer songwriter, You see how long this sorry is. And I want my pilot's license. (laughs) Like I I wanted to do so many things growing up. And I just, I liked, I loved being creative in so many different ways. I loved writing. I loved music. I, at one point I drew outfits all the time, like all day long. I was drawing outfits for a good season of my life. I just, I liked being creative and I was like, at a young age, I was just like, why the hell can't I do all those things? Like, I'm going to do all those things. I'm going to be the author. I'm going to write those books. I'm going to write that music. I'm going to sing the music. Like, I wanted to do it all and then top it off with being a pilot (laughs) so I can fly myself around. I don't know. (laughs) I was very, very creative in um, my aspirations and my goals. And at one point, you know, when you start to kind of get towards high school, I know nowadays it's like a little earlier than that because of just the way the world has been working, sadly. I I think it's a little too early, though, to be honest. Um, But it's common, I think, for freshmen these days to already be thinking about what they're going to pursue in college, Um, whereas like for me, I was already thinking about it, but it was kind of like I was more of an anomaly in a way because I was always forward thinking. I was always thinking about tomorrow all the time, constantly. And I don't know if that was just intrinsically, I was just dissatisfied with the present or what it was, but I always was thinking about tomorrow. And then of course, being encouraged to think about tomorrow by family, like I, freshman year of high school wanted to be a fashion designer genuinely wanted to get into fashion fashion design uh i had already looked up what schools were the best fidm was the one that was on my radar i i was watching project runway all the time like i said i was drawing outfits all the time like i i really wanted to pursue that but as most parents do naturally they're just like you know that's not the most stable that's not the most um convenient and helpful path to pursue and especially as a young black woman only child (laughs) you know they're gonna be focused on making sure i get things right and because of that though like that kind of squashed my dream. And I actually let go of the dream of being a fashion designer simply because of that. That was it. I I genuinely loved it, but was discouraged from 
family trying to do their best to help me be practical. And that's not to say that that's like solely their fault or my fault. That's just how life is for, I think, a lot of us. A lot of us have dreams and goals in life. And then we share them with people that are more realistic or more pessimistic and paint the picture so grim that we don't really want to pursue that thing. And then I just went on a whole journey of not really (laughs) committing to pursuing anything I actually wanted to do. Uh, By the time I was a freshman in college, I had changed my mind multiple times. Um, I actually, during my sophomore year of high school, started a program in my high school. So let me explain this and break this down before I get into it. I'm from suburbia. (laughs) I thankfully had the privilege of going to a high school that was a part of a school district that each high school had its own kind of like technical program included in the school. And so mine specifically had biotechnology. There was another one that had biomedical. There's another one that had culinary and so on. So it depended on what school you were going to. I took the biotechnology course during sophomore year, but quickly realized I don't want to be doing biotech. I think I'd rather be doing biomed. And because of that, I ended up dual enrolling in the other high school. In my junior and senior year of high school, I actually did the biomedical program on top of completing my rest of my schooling at my own high school. Because I believed I wanted to be a surgeon. (laughs) Was this slightly inspired by Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, a little bit, but also... (laughs) But also, I did actually believe that I would like the job, and I still believe that I probably would like being a surgeon, but I did not want to go through school that long. I didn't want to go through all the steps in the process. I knew it would be a high-stress situation for me, and as I got older, by the time I got to my freshman year of high school, I decided to switch gears. Um, I did have a very, very short stint where I thought maybe I'll be a music major because I also was very musical. This is not a bragging session. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to come off as like (laughs) the genius kid. So very sorry if it's coming off this way. I just, I was doing a lot of shit in high school, um, in middle school because I had played the flute for nine years and I had done violin as well. And I dabbled a little in alto sax and different things. Um, on top of also singing in my church choir and leading worship in the youth group. So I did have a short stint between I would say spring of senior year of high school and fall of freshman year of college where I thought maybe I'll pursue music and I'll do that. But then within like a month of being in college, I changed my mind. (laughs) I changed my mind. I actually had decided to minor in counseling because I love psychology. I took AP abnormal psych AP. No, no. I took AP psych in 
high school that had a heavy emphasis on abnormal psych. And I just really liked that. I love that topic. So I thought, why not also then minor in counseling, which at the time in that school, which was a private Christian university, was a theology-based degree. It was Christian counseling in the theology department. So I was like, why not? I'll minor in that and it'll be nice. (laughs) But by the time it was like September or, or October of fall of freshman year, I had like this heart switch where I was like, no, 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 no. I need to switch my majors around. So I made worship my minor and Christian counseling and caregiving my major. And from then, I stuck with that in college. (laughs) Obviously, a lot has changed since college. I never became a licensed therapist, Um, but I did stick with that. And I will say it has helped me do what I actually really, truly want to do with my life. Um, The funny thing is, is in the time that I had actually gone through all those steps from fashion designer to Christian counseling, I was pursuing things solely based on, I would call it like the outline or the bare bones of what it was and what it would get me in life, you know? It would give me stability, it would get me accolades, it would give me affirmation from my family and my family approved, so I'm gonna stick with these things. The worship thing, I don't think my family really approved of that, but they're like, you know, at this point, you've changed your mind, like whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, So then landing on Christian counseling and caregiving for me was the first step towards me picking what I wanted. And I was semi-supported in that journey. I, I, was mostly supported in that journey with the exception of the fact that by the time I graduated college, I knew I did not want to be a licensed therapist. And that's where it get, it went back to the people pleasing, the fact that I wasn't doing what quintessentially should be done with a counseling degree. Now, again, my counseling degree was a part of the theology department at the time. And so it was heavily like it was basically 50 50 counseling and theology i i studied a lot of theology courses hermeneutics tons of things new testament old testament like in depth uh, i i learned a lot that benefited me quite a bit in the long run um, when it comes to understanding the bible and understanding religion and i also learned a lot that benefited me in counseling i learned about counseling techniques i learned about Um, how to approach people. I learned about motivational interviewing and just personality, lots of things, setting boundaries, high quality information. It was a great education. So it it had nothing to do with my school. It had everything, I mean, it was expensive, but it had everything to do with just me knowing myself. And again, this is where the rubber meets the road because Me knowing myself meant I knew I did not want to be a licensed therapist. I didn't want to do the red tape. I didn't want to do the paperwork. I didn't want any of the processes involved at all. I love talking to people. I love helping people. If you and I sit down and you tell me a problem you have, I would love to help you find a solution that you like. 
genuinely. I love that so much. I get so much joy out of that. <laughs> like just out of helping you figure it out and seeing like the light bulb come on in your mind, like that is beautiful to me. I absolutely love that. Do I wanna do anything else in the process of being a licensed therapist? No, I don't. <laughs> and this is where I had to kind of in a weird way go back to square one and go back to the struggle of deciding like how much am I going to pursue what other people want for me versus what I want for myself I'm glad I did not pursue my master's and actually part of that was just like the process in the decision making process was kind of difficult I had just gotten married in the time that I was deciding and we actually didn't move to the state that I wanted to move to. I wanted to move to a different state where I would do my master's there in person, um, but then we ended up just moving back to where I grew up. And so like the process <laughs> in the decision-making process was not how I would say it should be, but at the same time, it was also what it needed to be for me. Because in that time, I also realized, like, I'm just pursuing this for other people, for other people's approval and affirmations. And how worth it is that to me? How worth it is it to you? Have you sat down and actually thought to yourself, how worth it is it for me to do this job 40 hours plus, a lot of times, a week that I don't actually really want to do? You know, this is not my dream job. And yeah, you can't always have a dream job. Sometimes you, the job that pays your bills is just the job that pays your bills. And you can pursue things outside of that. And we'll talk about that at the end too. But at the end of the day, the job that you pick, even if it's just to pay your bills, should be something that you still want to go to. Maybe not all the time, but you should still have a at least small desire to go and not for other people, not for people's applause and approval. Have you asked yourself that? Like how worth it is it to me to be spending this much time? Cause that's a lot of time. Work is a lot of your time, you know? And <coughs> especially here in America, work is your primary use of time. Your primary use of time, I can't speak for other countries because I've never lived there, but here, for a fact, work is your primary use of time. Most people, that's mostly what they do. They don't have a social life or anything else. So if that's the case for you, like how worth it is it for you to people please so much that you're going to invest so much of your life into something you don't actually want to do? And also your money. Let's be real. It's expensive to go to school. I went to a private Christian school, mostly because the scholarship they offered was the best scholarship that I could get. But proportionally, if you think about it, like it wasn't technically saving me any money, really, um, because I still had federal loans, both in my name and in a parent's name. And I still, on top of that, I had a, a balance owed <laughs> that another parent covered. And so it just, it was expensive. And I still have student loans to pay, which for some reason the government doesn't want us to pay right now and I'm not gonna be upset about it. But still, I have them. 
thousands of dollars, dozens of thousands of dollars in federal loans. And I don't regret my degree at all, but I'm also glad that I didn't pursue something I didn't actually want. If I had pursued being a surgeon, I would have three times as much debt and (laughs) probably 10x the amount of stress because it wasn't really for me. Like I, I, I thought I enjoyed it and I got a lot of hands-on experience in that biomedical program. I got to shadow doctors every single day during the week. So it was a huge blessing and a huge opportunity that I don't take for granted because honestly, without that, I probably would have pursued being a surgeon and I would have wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> on a on a profession I don't actually want to do. And and have you actually thought about how much money you could be wasting pursuing something you don't want to do? Money and time. Your time is going to be tied up in this process. In whatever it is, you're probably going to need some sort of training, even if it's not college. You'll probably you'll probably need some sort of training. And so your time that you could be spending on something else is being put into this thing that you're just doing for approval. You're just doing it for approval. And this is where I say you have to get to know yourself first and not focus so hard on everybody else and their opinion and their applause. Because what's the point of them applauding you if they don't even know you? And how can they even know you if you don't know you? Know yourself first. Know what you like. Know what you're passionate about. Explore your personality. Explore your your thoughts, explore your dreams, your visions. Like, what are you good at? What gives you energy when you do it? Um, I'm a very creative person. And so what gives me energy is any form of creativity, but also I'm a very communicative person. I, my first three years of elementary school, my report card always came back as, she's super smart, but she's chatty. (laughs) And at one point, I just was like, wait a second, I should stop talking so much so I don't have to get that on my report card because it annoyed me, honestly, when people would say that. So I did. I stopped. (laughs) But I'm still a chatty person. I just learned who to be chatty with. But that's a strength of mine. It's not a bad thing to be chatty. It's not a bad thing to be talkative. But it's a strength of mine that I know and I own. So what is it for you? What are you good at? What's a strength? What's something you like to do? Maybe you like to paint. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to just be a painter. It could just become a side hustle. It could become a side dream, a hobby that makes you money but doesn't necessarily pay all your bills. That's okay. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a hobby business that doesn't cover all your bills. If you love it and you're passionate about it, do it. Maybe you can use your painting to do other things and be creative with it. There's actually a couple of different things you can do with painting that maybe isn't the traditional way. You just have to do like the research and pay attention to who's out there. I mean, there's a girl, for example, I, I have a Etsy business um, and it does actually make a decent amount of money. It doesn't make a whole lot, but it does make, you know, a decent amount that can cover several of my bills. And 
I actually kind of became acquaintances with this person on the internet. She is an artist, but what she actually does outside of like drawing, because she can draw really well. She's a great artist, Um, but she actually creates ceramic figurines. Like that is super unique. And she covers all her bills with her business. Again, you don't have to do that, but she does because she's versatile. She does make the ceramic figurines, but she also has a YouTube channel. She also does, well, she did IG Reels when they paid for it, but they just stopped paying for it just recently. Um, But she diversifies her income in that way. She does public speaking. She teaches classes. So like you can be diverse with, your passions. You don't have to just do that one thing and and try to make it. You know, if you're an artist and the one thing you do is, I don't know, draw stickers, that is kind of a lucrative business right now because it's a low barrier to entry and stickers are cheap to make and you can outsource a lot of it. But that doesn't mean like you have to do that. You can be a children's book illustrator. That is a very honorable and great thing to do and again it doesn't have to be your full-time job I'm just throwing things out there that like will hopefully give you the inspiration to be flexible the inspiration to try new things and have different ideas about it you know some people are creative and it's not creative in the quintessential sense of like a painter or an artist But it's more like you're creative with how you put things together as a problem solver, as a leader. Having the creativity to make strategies for businesses is a high quality skill. (laughs) And, And it's very in demand right now. I know I've seen it because technically my work is very social media based and I used to be a social media manager, which I did not cover in my story. Um, (laughs) but I did end up landing into social media somehow. And I will say I've seen the job listings. There are a lot in brand strategy and marketing strategy and having the creativity to know like what lead magnets, what lead magnets can attract what people and KPIs and different things that you should know in marketing to be able to apply that and execute a plan that propels businesses and brands forward, like that is creative. That is highly creative and it takes a certain person to be able to do that. I also would say like, you might have to completely create, <laughs> create the occupation, create the dream. There's this guy, his name is Reese and he's on Instagram, or at least I saw him on Instagram, but I'm pretty sure he's also on TikTok too. Um, he created his career and I don't remember the whole story, so I might get it wrong, but he essentially found out how to become a marketer for movies and TV shows on TikTok. So instead of him doing his own videos, he's hired by TV shows to market their TV show on TikTok and that's his job. And of course now it seems like a norm, but he started it when it wasn't a norm. You know, he started doing it like three years ago, maybe four years ago by now. Wow, it's just incredible. The the idea and the concept that, you know, people didn't think about before. 
What's something you can think about? A gap that people need. What's a gap that people need filled? You have skills. You have lots of skills. And and one thing that breaks my heart the most is when people say, like, I'm not creative enough or I don't have a talent. Because I bet you you do. I mean, <laughs> the Kardashians were famous. I say were because I feel like they fizzling out. But they were famous essentially for just looking good. And that was it. <laughs> so... I'm pretty sure you have some talent that is like at least better than that. You know what I mean? And if it's just looking good, then figure out how to use that. I don't know. Maybe you can model things. If you have nice hands, be a hand model. Um, You could be a hired, um, what's it called? Not prop. Why is that the word I thought of? (laughs) Like a hired stand-in for photographers that need models for different things. Um, especially since like photographers, they got to take a picture of something, you know, (laughs) like create, create your own path and, and let it do its thing. It doesn't have to be your full-time income. You can get a job that pays your bills. You know, you can, I don't know, be a house cleaner and it pays your bills. You can be a janitor and it pays your bills. You can work at Urban Outfitters or Whole Foods and it pays your bills. And you do this other thing on the side. And that's totally fine. In fact, that's actually what a lot of people suggest is that your passion is not your full-time job at first. One, because it'll give you the stability to pursue your passion. And two, it takes the stress off of your passion. Um, I have this really, really good friend, my close friend, um, that I care about so much. He, his day job is in warehousing. But then his passion is creating beats and creating music, which, by the way, if you need one, like, just let me know and I'll refer him um, because he does a great job. That's his passion. And does he, like, make a full-time income from it? Not right now. Does he want to someday? I don't know. I haven't asked him recently. Um, But he loves it. And he's grateful for the fact that, like, yeah, he has warehousing where he has this job that gives him a stable income. So that he can also do this other stuff and love it and not be stressed out about, oh, now I need to make $60,000 this year through making beats and making music. Like he doesn't have to worry about that. And that's something that you can try too, and be grateful for it and excited for it, you know, and not, not stress too much. Don't stress about the bottom line so much. That's one thing I, as someone who's visionary, I've come into this process where sometimes I see a passion I see a thing that I can pursue I create a business out of it because I'm very entrepreneurial and I love making businesses I I don't think I will function if I don't own a business (laughs) like I just I like making businesses I have business ideas all the time and if you need one I'm willing to give you one, but I would like to be paid for it. Anyway, like I, I'm very entrepreneurial and I love business. But because of that, I also have created things and made them bigger than they needed to be. Um, I didn't go into this part of my story, but after college, I ended up being an author and I wrote some books. I wrote some poetry that popped off. That's how I became like quote unquote popular on the internet. I say quote unquote because I'm not that popular. 
you know, 16,000 people, 19,000 people, that's not actually a lot, um, but it is a lot also in, you know, real life. Um, so I'm grateful for that, but that's what I got into. And then I, for some reason, because I wanted to pigeonhole myself and ignore the fact that I'm a multidimensional, multi-passionate person, I then was like, okay, now I'm going to start teaching people how to write poetry and make courses out of it and become a coach. And (laughs) the thing is, is like, there's nothing wrong with me wanting to do that. But then it like became this huge crusade of my life. And I, I actually fucked it up because I wasn't organized in the way that I need to be business minded with that. Um, and I was just grasping at straws. Also, it was like right around the time of COVID, um, shortly after being laid off of my social media manager position. So I, I kind of also felt the stress of like, I need to make money. Um, and because of that, it became like a crusade and it became this big thing, but I wasn't being as business minded because I was distracted by the need to almost like look good, look like I got my shit together and make a ton of money. And because of that, it burned to the ground and it wasn't something I really need to do anyway. But, you know, I was grateful for all the people that asked me for tips on how to write poetry and and get better at it because I did have a lot to share in that way. But like not everything needs to be monetized and not everything needs to be your the epitome of who you are, the epitome of your life. Um, not everything's supposed to be a dream job. Um, there are some things you're going to do for like two years and it's going to go and it's going to be over. Um, I've had businesses, smaller businesses, um, Etsy shops and different things that were very temporary. And that's okay. I, I used to feel ashamed about it, you know, but it's okay. It's not the end of the world when things end. It's not the end of the world to pivot. And it's not the end of the world when things are not your full-time income and you're not like this acclaimed person in this in this sphere like that's okay that's totally okay and I at the end of this podcast episode all I really want you to know is that you're okay to be flexible and pursue things without thinking about everybody else's ideas I'm sure at some point somebody I don't think this girl's family feels this way because from her story it sounds like her family's very creative but I'm sure at some point this woman who makes ceramic figurines had somebody look at her and say that's stupid you know I'm sure somebody said that I'm sure somebody was an asshole about it but she loves it and that's her thing and it's covering her bills so who cares (laughs) who cares I'm sure somebody looked at, I don't know, tons of people, tons of fashion designers, you know, the people that that try out for Project Runway and stuff like that. I'm sure people have told them, like, this is dumb. You're trying to go into an industry. You're not needed, etc. You know, people say that shit all the time. And if you are constantly thinking about everybody else's opinions when it comes to your life and the things that you're pursuing, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be confused. You're going to be scattered. But that's not healthy and that's not good for you. You need to pave your own path because this is your life. And I'm not going to get into reincarnation and all that stuff. I'm not going to get into Christianity and all that stuff. Obviously, depending on your religious beliefs, 
you see this differently than other people. But at the end of the day, this life that you're living right now, as far as we know, is the only one you're experiencing right now. (laughs) And you may not ever have another life after this. Or even if you do have an afterlife, you're not going to be having an afterlife that looks like this life. So make the right choices for yourself in this time because this is the only life that you're going to have that's going to be this way. This is the only life and time that you have to live this life. 100% not sure about afterlife or anything right now. So I'm not claiming anything about that. I'm just saying this is the only life that you're going to experience this way. So optimize it and don't rely on other people's opinions and thoughts and dreams. Don't rely on their approval, even your parents, because even though they mean well, they're not you. They don't have your personality. They don't have your strengths. They don't have those things. If we're getting into astrology, they don't have the same birth chart as you. You're uniquely you and you're comprised of the, of the key ingredients that are supposed to help you be successful in whatever you were designed to be successful in. So don't get caught up in everybody else, even when they mean well. You know, send them love, send them respect, and pay attention to who you are. Pay attention to what you're good at, what your strengths are. Don't discount yourself, don't doubt yourself. Give yourself room to pursue things. And pursue them in a way that's open and in love and joy and passion and not strict and following procedures and rules. Give yourself room to navigate it because you're going to have to learn a lot of shit. You're going to mess up a lot. And just have fun with it. Find a community too. That just popped into my head just now. But find a community too that also is very much invested in the same types of things. So that you're not doing this all alone. You're not running through this alone. Because you you really need someone along your side that is going to speak into you. Even if they don't like it. Maybe it's a friend that doesn't even do the same thing. That's okay. I don't make beats. But I support my friend and him making beats. You know what I mean? So just find people that are going to support you, speak into you, and help you get that second wind when shit hits the fan, because I guarantee you there are times when you're going to be like, I am done. (laughs) And keep going. And you never know where you might end up. You never know. I hope this inspired you to do something great with your life, something that you love, and to invest your time and energy into something you're passionate about. Thank you so much for listening. Seriously, I appreciate you. And I hope you have a magical and amazing rest of your week. Okay, talk to you soon.